This is Scott Richmond, the director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX studios in New York. In the battle against anti-Semitism and hate in all forms, the From the Frontlines radio show and podcast of the same content has become an important tool for quickly and compellingly letting people know the latest in this fight. It is hard to believe, but when this segment is released as a podcast, it will be my 100th podcast, an incredible milestone. Rather than just releasing another show, I decided to use this opportunity to reflect a bit on these 100 shows and also offer an insider look at how this all started and how the magic happens. I reached out to my colleague, Dan Roberti. He was with me at the beginning of this ADL show, advising me as I launched this new effort. Dan is ADL's Vice President for Communications and Marketing. He is usually behind the scenes, but today he will be out front as I turn the mic and show over to him. All yours, Dan. Scott, thank you so much for having me on the show today and for trusting me with your 100th episode. I actually was just uh, thinking the other day about when you called me to talk to me about this, and it's amazing that it's been over two years since, uh, since you started From the Front Lines. And I think that leads me to my first question, which is, what does it feel like to have the 100th episode uh, about to be behind you here? It feels great. I must say that... Uh you know, it's it's kind of amazing because each week or two I need to ideate. I need to think of another uh, episode. I need to think of another idea. I need to reach out to guests. I need to prepare those guests. And, uh, you know, I never know what's coming next. Uh, I think this is really a, a sign of, uh, of what ADL produces because ADL is constantly producing reports, constantly producing content. Uh, my colleagues are, are doing such amazing work, and I seem to never run out of, of ideas. I seem to never run out of, uh, uh, of shows that, that need to be done, that, that people are asking for. So, um, I, you know, it feels amazing that I've, I've gotten this far, and, and who knows? Uh, hopefully it'll continue. <laughs> well, and, and as I listen, you know, I've listened to your shows from the beginning. I listen to them every week. I, I get a chance to listen to them. Um, uh, not always live, but when you put them in, into podcast uh, format. And that's actually something I want to explore a little bit with you because that's unique in how the show is produced. You are producing both for a live radio show and everything that encompasses, but you also have to package this show, create this show, and produce this show so that it then can live in other formats, even days and in many cases, as we see in our analytics at ADL, people listen to these shows you know, weeks and even months later as we, as we continue to share them on our platforms. What goes into producing a show that has, that, that has all of those dynamics to them? I mean, certainly I'm always thinking of topics that are more evergreen. If it's, if it's something that's within the news this week and is, is going to pass, you know, fade away, uh, I, I'm not looking to that kind of show because I know, first of all, it takes me a little time to put the podcast out there. I don't know exactly when I'm going to do that. Uh, and it, it really does need to live. So I'm looking for that. I'm also looking for what ADL is doing. Almost every single show is about ADL's work, and almost every single show lifts up an ADL colleague. So I'm not looking more, more broadly than that. Uh, the other thing you bring up is about the radio show versus the podcast. I'm not sure people are so focused on that. I'm at a radio station. It's WVOX. Uh, 1460 AM. I am, uh, in a studio. The two of us are in a studio. Thank you, Dan, for coming to the studio to, uh, 
to actually do this interview with me. And the two of us are, are having this dialogue here, just a regular live radio show. But I take that content after the show and I push it out as a podcast. I upload it to SoundCloud. I edit it slightly. Uh, you know, there, there are sort of little gaps and, and gaffes and things that happen in a, a live show that you don't want to have happen on a podcast. You want it to flow smoothly. So things I learned along the way. And, you know, I take that all out, upload it to, to SoundCloud, and then I, I push it out. The national organization pushes it out. Uh, so it's, uh, it, takes, it takes effort each week, not just to think of the idea, not just to do the show, but to spend the time to really work with it and, and have it be ready to, to uh, be listened to. Well, thank you for sharing that. And as I, you know, I get to see some of it, which is, which is, but the amount of work is just tremendous. And so I would just take a quick moment to thank you for all the work that you do to put this show on. It, it's, we love it at ADL. I know your listeners love it. And uh, it's a ton of work and it's really appreciated. Yeah, it's, it's really a labor of love that I've been doing now for a long time. And uh, it just feels good to be able to lift up these stories and, and my colleagues in this way who are doing such incredible work. So why don't you take us to the origins of From the Front Lines? Um, you've been doing this for two years. You, of course, had radio before then as well. Um, but specifically to Front Lines, how did this, how did this all to come together? So I actually had been doing a radio show at this station for, for years, since 2014. There was a show at this station called The Rabbi and the Judge. Uh, Rabbi uh, Amiel Wool, uh, who used to be here at Temple Israel New Rochelle, passed away a few years ago. Great rabbi. And Judge uh, Sam Fredman, also an incredible jurist, incredible person. Uh, and they had this show, and sometimes it was Jewish-themed. And they had me on the show a few times. And one day, the owner of the station... Uh, Bill O'Shaughnessy, who, who also uh, sadly passed away this year, a really very special person, asked me if I would want to do my own show. I thought he was crazy. I had no media experience, no radio experience. And he said, but you, you have good content, and that's what matters. And he encouraged me, and I, I went forward with it. Uh, I took a break. Uh, I took a break because uh, I had switched jobs. But when I came to work for ADL... Radio station came back to me and they said, we want you back. You had great content and, uh, you know, we'd love for you to uh, revive your show. I said, well, I'm, I'm working for ADL now and I'd, I'd like it to be about ADL. They said, fine, that sounds like a great topic. And uh, I came to you, Dan, and I said, what do you think of this idea? You know, should, should we do this? And, and this is what's involved. And uh, uh, we went forward. Although I, I did shorten the show, which we can talk about if you want. Yeah, yeah, actually, I did want to talk about it. It's funny when you talk about you, when you came to me, I actually remember I was holding my then infant child, who's now a toddler. And yeah. so it's just the time really does fly. And 100 episodes later, uh, you, you changed the show, as you mentioned, from when you previously did the show to when uh, From the Front Lines came together. What are some of those changes and why, you know, what are the differences between them? How does, how does, it, how does it help the show? How does it meet kind of the moment that we're in now? So I used to do a one-hour radio show, which boiled down to about 40 minutes when you took out uh, commercials and news. And that was really long, and I think it, it worked for the moment. But, you know, during the pandemic, people got so used to this kind of content and, and so many Zoom webinars and things that a 40-minute podcast was just too long for people, and it was too much for me even to prepare for. So I decided to uh, make it a 10-minute podcast uh, instead, and people love it. People are, love the idea that it's sort of bite-sized. They can get one idea, one issue, go into it in depth, really learn about it, and it's quick, and they're done. So 10 minutes once a week, and it's been, uh, it's been really well-received. 
I, I want to change gears a little bit. This is still, of course, about the show, but also about um, your role at ADL and how these things blend together. Uh, at ADL, we deal with some tough subject matters. Um, we also deal with a lot of hopeful things as well. It, it's heavy subject, and you, you do a real service by uh, distilling a lot of that down into the show and having guests on to, to you know kind of break down what's been going on. With that said, we've also had some tough times as well. And I'm just wondering, over the couple years that you've been doing this show, is there any particular moment that has been powerful where, you know, you're meaningful to you that you still think back on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this show does reflect the moment, the moment that, that ADL is in. And probably the show that reflects that the most was my own personal reflections on Buffalo. I traveled to Buffalo following the horrific top supermarket tragedy. I spent three days there uh, in solidarity with the black community and briefing law enforcement, speaking to the media. And when I came back, I did something I had never done in all the shows, not the previous iteration or from the front lines. I didn't have a guest. I simply spoke. I spoke from the heart. And these were my reflections on Buffalo. Uh, and uh, that, that particular show was really powerful for me and, and very well received. It, it made it as, uh, as one of the top shows. We're going to be putting out a 100th podcast uh, blast, uh, which will include some of the, uh, the top shows that uh, have really um, been very well listened to. So, of course, you know, all of a sudden they'll rem- you know, remember... Um, where we were when Buffalo uh, happened, and, and and I remember listening to your podcast, and and I'm not surprised um, uh, that that's that that was your answer. Um, with that said, you did mention that you were putting out um, a top ten most listened to shows. Um, I, I look forward to reading it, but I am curious: is there? Can you give us a preview of what some of those top tens, maybe what the top listened to show was? Uh, absolutely. So the top show uh, was my colleague Eileen Hershenov, and it, it was the January 6th lawsuit and ADL being co-counsel on the uh, January 6th lawsuit, which uh, probably no surprise that that was the, the most listened to show. Really, really strong show. She did an excellent job. And you know what? I hear this music. Uh, so, Dan, that music is your signal in mind that today's special 100th segment of From the Frontlines is coming to an end. Uh, thanks so much for coming to the studio today to help me celebrate this milestone uh, in really such a meaningful way uh, that I can share with the listeners. And thanks for all the help and encouragement to the show these past two years. Thank you for having me on, and congratulations on all the success. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. Richmond, and our hashtag is fighting hate for good. 